Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. I'm here with Elefante. What's up? <laughs> so, you were, were you born in Ann Harbor, Michigan? Or? I was. Yeah. Born in Michigan, but I've... Uh... I lived in LA for like the last seven years. Yeah. So, were so. your parents born there as well? No, my parents were born in, both born in Taipei. Oh. And yeah, they moved here when I was when they were in their twenties, but they've lived yeah. there since. So I grew, yeah. spent my whole life there. I grew up there. But you're a half Japanese, right? Oh no, uh, quarter. I'm a quarter. Although it's like it's somewhat controversial because I uh, I found out that my dad's mom had to like when she was like 95 like gathered the whole family yeah. and told uh their whole fam the whole family that she was actually a japanese baby adopted in during oh. the uh during during the war yeah by taiwanese parents so that was like a big thing for a while and then um but then i got one of those like ancestry or like uh one of those dna tests yeah you did it yeah i did it and it was just like all East Asian, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I actually want to do one, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, cool. maybe like so. Either like either they just don't know what they're doing, or my grandma lied, or she was lied. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what so. made them move from Taiwan to here? Uh, they both came to school here. Oh. Yeah. Were so they studying? But oh, did they uh, meet in Taiwan or? No, they met in Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, they uh, went. They both went to the University of Michigan for grad school. They met. Wow, and grad school. Um, that's really cool, like, for their generation to move here and yeah, study. Was, that's, like, I always a, think that's awesome for, like, Asians, like, that at that generation to move here. Yeah, it was a big thing. Uh, I, as I've gotten older, I, like, talked to, uh, I talked to them more about it, and I didn't really appreciate it as a kid, like, what a big thing it was to yeah. move to a new place. And I, uh... Even just moving to LA, it was like it's such a big move, and being away from family stuff. But like they're on the other side of the planet, yeah. so yeah, they they were definitely they're definitely gangsters. They were. <laughs> Wait, what did they study there? Uh, my father was an engineer, and my mom studied child psychology. Oh, where do you get your creative side from? <laughs> I don't know. I think they were both they're both creative. Like my dad sings, and my you know they both my mom played piano, and I think it's just sort of I don't know I think if they were born into a different world then they might have been artists and creative yeah so. how do you describe yourself back then growing up like in high school um fat <laughs> you're the person who said that uh pretty chubby um uh, I don't know pretty nerdy uh I don't know I was like I played guitar and sang in high school so I was like that guy trying to get all his friends to come out to the cafe and annoying and like burning CDs and like yeah. trying to like give them out to people and stuff so I was that guy. What were your favorite subjects back then like in high school? English maybe? Yeah? Math? I don't know. It was all just sort of like... <laughs> Everything I guess. Yeah I mean it was more just like getting it done and then not thinking about it and just yeah. you know it's getting to just trying to finish all my shit at, at school so then I could go home and work on music and yeah. Thing, so. And what kind of music did your parents play in the house when you were growing up? Uh, they played a lot of classical music. Um, my mom told me a funny story, actually. I guess when I was a kid, I'd cry a lot when I was a baby. And then she found out that 
if she just put uh, Fantasia yeah. on TV, then I would just like shut up and just like stare at the TV. And so I guess when I was like two or three, I would just, my mom would just, I would just watch Fantasia on repeat. Yeah. And just like, and then I, I actually watched it like a year ago and it was like bringing back all sorts of like, you know, repressed memories and stuff. And like, <laughs> I, remember, I remember the, I remember the, the broomstick one, like freaking out and being so scared and being so That terrified. one is kind of intense part to remember. Oh yeah, it's, it was super it's scary. It's kind of dark. It's super, super <laughs> scary. Uh, like all the dinosaur, the dinosaur one is lit too. It's like, that movie's oh, great. That's so, that, I can't believe that was made in like 1940 or whatever. Yeah, it's crazy. such a long time ago. Yeah. Do you remember the first CD you bought? Um... With my own money or with my parents' money? With my parents' money, I think it was probably uh, Millennium by Backstreet Boys. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the first one that I actually, I think I was like, whatever, I was, I was a child. Uh, but I think the first one I bought myself was like Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. I think Californication. Yeah. So, they were the first concert I ever went to, so I think yeah. that was probably the, probably where I got it. How did you get into like the band phase? You're doing like open mics, right? Yeah, I was uh, singing and playing guitar and writing songs, and uh, I wanted to be John Mayer growing up. Um, I still want to be John Mayer, but uh, and then you know one thing led to another, and started playing music, and then just started messing around on my computer for fun. Yeah, what did yeah. your parents think of the initial like band phase that you went through? Uh, I think they're, they were supportive. It was it was very much like a it was like oh he has a hobby that's great yeah um, and they're like you know they they always said they were proud of me even though the music wasn't very good. <laughs> what was the band name that you were under? Uh, the band I was performing either as uh, Tim Wu or uh, it's a, uh, as Tim Wu or T Wu Styles mm -hmm. was one band name and then yeah. <laughs> Were you putting out online too? What was it I like was. that? MySpace? Uh, MySpace, YouTube, um, what was it like, what's it called? Uh, band page? Band, band? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Band something? Band, I think it's band page maybe? Um, I did the thing where I like put like five songs up for, uh, and like you could pay what you wanted to download yeah. it. and. Things like that. What is it called? I know what you mean, though. Yeah. I, I, I think there might be something still on the internet. I'm not yeah, actually not I sure. Yeah, I hope not. It. I really oh. hope not. I really hope not. But I, I, I think I took it all down, but yeah. it might still exist on the internet somewhere. And then you started, was piano your first instrument? It was. Um, my mom made me take piano lessons when I was a kid. And I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. And then, luckily, she, like, forced me to keep going. She's like, all right, you can quit, but you got to finish this year. And I finished the year, and I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this. And started learning uh, and got really into it and played all through high school. And that's sort of, like, the foundation for me making music. And then mm -hmm. I picked up guitar in middle school and high school, and that sort of became my primary instrument for a while. And then now I kind of do both. Yeah. And then... I guess you must have been like super academic then if you wanted to go to all these top schools and like Harvard at the end. Like where your your parents were pushing you really hard or? Uh, I don't, I don't know. It just kind of happened. I was never, I was sort of just, I feel very fortunate and like, I don't really know, I didn't really do anything. I was just like, I 
you know, did the music thing. I played tennis in high school, and I had it just like I, I honestly don't know how it happened. It just, <laughs> um, like I got in, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going. And yeah. Then, yeah. And was so, but economics was something that your parents wanted you to do, right? Yeah, I mean, it was more just something that I could justify going to Harvard for, mm-hmm. like, um, is, you know, I did the, I did econ for my parents, and I did music for me, and was, like, spending most of my time at, like, the student studio, and uh, I interned at a recording studio in Boston, mm-hmm. and was doing that whole thing, and playing open mics, and just, like, trying to make things happen, yeah. doing the music thing on the side, so... But it never occurred to you kind of to go to like Berkeley or something for music? Uh, I don't, like, I, that's the thing, right? Like, growing up as a little Asian boy, like, that's not, re- that wasn't really, like, an option. Yeah. Like, it, w- that, it was never really, like, a thing that I could do. And I always wonder, like, what would have happened if I did. But, um, but I don't know. It was, like, it, being a musician, like, a professional musician, like, that's not something that happens, right? That's not, like... Oh, like, I'm going to go to med school or I'm going to go to law school. It's not, you like, the whole concept of being a professional musician and making a living was, like, so foreign that it wasn't, like, wasn't really in the realm of possibility. It took, like, a long time in my life to be, like, oh, maybe, like, I got to give it a try at least and see what happens. Yeah. Um, Do you remember, like, the time and place when you heard, like, electronic music for the first time? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd heard, I'd heard, like, some old school trance and, like, like Armin and Tiesto and, like, Moby growing up, but it was uh, more, like, in college, I was starting listening to, like, Skrillex and, um, like, some of the indie electronic stuff, like Passion Pit and Mike Snow, and then that was sort of, like, got, got me down the rabbit hole. Um, I remember hearing Scary Monsters for the first time by Skrillex. That was the first song where my, like, head exploded, and I was like, <laughs> wait, this is a thing that you can do, like, mm-hmm. you, and then you didn't want to be John Mayer. I mean, still I still, do. yeah, I still, still kind of do, but, it, you know, it's different. It's just, like, when you're writing, when you're writing music on a guitar, or, like, sort of the band stuff, it's just, like, you and the instrument, and, like, you gotta create the song with just those, like, few ingredients, right? But then when you're making electronic music, you have the entire universe of sounds that have existed and have never existed before and then it's like you know it's it's like you're used to call you're used to like making drawings with like a eight color crayon set and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you have every paint color and every yeah everything ever right not that one's better than the other it's mm-hmm. just like interesting it's like a whole new world and it was just that was super exciting and interesting to me. yeah was it so. like freshman year they started like learning how to produce on the computer or i didn't i didn't do any electronic like I was just doing band like oh. guitar and piano stuff until after I graduated oh. I was yeah so I didn't like I didn't know how to I literally just started producing music for fun yeah and like I was like pretty late to to like actually making dance music but mm-hmm. yeah it was just like I mean, it was like a yeah it was almost like a video game to me it was like this is the coolest thing ever <laughs> like I can just sit here and make beeps and boops and then all of a sudden it's like it's music yeah so, but then I guess in college people kind of knew you as like the musician guy, right? Were yeah, you, I think yeah. they. I mean, they knew me as the wannabe musician guy. I don't know, like <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh, that's hey, that's great, that's great, Tim. Like, <laughs> keep good luck, keep going. Like, you're doing great, yeah. man." In reality, they're like, "God, I hope he stops asking me." 
Oh my gosh. Nah, it's okay. And then I guess consulting was like the path that everyone took, like graduating, right? So you kind of just like went into the same thing or? Yeah, it was, uh, it was like one of those things where I was like, oh, maybe I, I probably need money. I don't have any money. <laughs> That's a thing. Uh, and so I was very lucky to get a job when the economy was like, Oh, true, Not yeah, it was great. that time. And I was like, you know, uh, I was very lucky to have it. And then I, I, I tried to have, like, a normal life and, you know, have a day job. And I just, at a certain point, I just couldn't do it. Were you still doing, was that in Boston? No, that was out here in L.A. Oh. Yeah. Was that, like, a conscious decision that you wanted to do, like, McKinsey here to be closer to the music scene? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, but I, um, you know, it was sort of a justification myself that, like, it was kind of like a half measure. I was like, oh, I'll get a job, but I'll also be out in L.A. and I can do stuff on the side and meet people and whatever, all that. But then, honestly, it's just like, if you, I felt that until I was, like, literally putting everything I had into it and going all in on it, like, nothing was really happening. Yeah. Right, and even after I quit, like nothing happened for me for two years. Right, so it was like, yeah, for me, like I was very lucky, but sort of quitting with no safety net and like no backup plan that's sort of like there's nothing as motivating as having no like having no money and like having to make something happen for yourself. Yeah, um, where do you think you got that confidence from? I don't know. It's like, I look back and I'm like, dude, you are a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you are so dumb. Like, that is the, that is just insane. Because, <laughs> um, like, if you, it's this weird thing where, on the one hand, you have to be so irrationally confident that out of everyone in the world who wants to do this, you're somehow going to be the one that makes it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, in, like, this, the chances of that are, like, zero. There's no way. Yeah. But then you also have to be, like, insecure enough to be, like, willing to just like smash your head against the wall and like keep trying to make music and like keep trying to do it and like keep trying to get better every single day mm -hmm. um and it was like i it's like i don't know you just it's if if yeah. you told me everything that would have to happen and everything i'd have to do to be where i am right now at the beginning i'd be like there's no way yeah. right? there's no chance uh -huh. yeah you have to be like sort of you have to be incredibly naive and overconfident to even have a shot which is like i think pretty interesting <laughs> yeah it's like Over, yeah yeah i don't know it's like you just have to like somehow believe and just do it because mm -hmm. for me there was i knew i i knew oh i tried it every other way What's um i had tried having a normal life and i tried like being a normal person and and like, yeah. it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And so it was like, all right, well, this is this is the one thing that makes me happy. This is the one, the one, uh, one shot shot I have. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make it. Ha I'm gonna make it work somehow. And then, were you living off the savings that you had from your job, or? Yeah. So when I was uh, at, while I was at the job, I knew I hated it and wanted to give music a shot. I started saving up and was. Uh, it was, uh, it was a good job, so I was lucky enough to be able to bank some money and save up and give myself, like, I think I had, like, 18 months of yeah. of cushion, like, living, like, barely, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> super, uh, super bare bones. Mm -hmm. So, so 
like, all right, well, yeah. this is it. Clock's ticking. Let's yeah. go. Let's make it happen. <laughs> it's funny because when I quit, I'd gotten my first remix, official remix that was going on Beatport. And I was like, oh, man, like, That's I it. Made, this is it. I'm, I'm, it's a big time now, like straight to the top. Time for the Renos. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously, I, nothing happened with it. And it's like... <laughs> I, I really, the song came out, and the next week I was like, all right, I'm going to be Avicii now, <laughs> and go. And then a month later, nothing happened. I was like, all right, well, I guess i got to make more, and I'd make another song or another remix, release it, be like, all right, this is the one, this yeah. is it. Yeah, nothing happened. Literally every three weeks I released a remix for a year, almost two years, every three weeks, just being like, I remember the first time it hit a thousand plays on SoundCloud. I was so jacked up. And then, you know, like every single little thing you think is going to be the one thing that like launches you and it's going to like, you made it. This is the one. This has to be the one. Put everything into this and I'm never going to be able to make anything better. And then every single time it's not the one. And, that, and you know, you have to like pick yourself up and go after it again. And, um, I think it was, I didn't really start getting any real traction for over a year uh, online, and then luckily some of the uh, couple of my remixes started getting some plays on SoundCloud and like through Hype Machine, and things just started building. And I yeah. signed with my agent, and then I started touring, and then that was sort of the moment where I was like, oh, I'm like actually making a, a living doing this. So. so you got your like management people like two years after. Uh, I had been working with my manager uh, for like a year and a half, I think, and then my agent who started like getting these shows, that's was, that was sort of when I started uh, like actually making a living off of it. Yeah. The, tour, the touring was what was really uh, what uh, started floating, floating me through. Yeah. yeah. And what was the turning point that you realized that you needed to put out original music? Um, it's making original original music is something that I always wanted to do. It was just, it's really hard to make something original when there's so many people doing it and honestly no one cares at the beginning, mm -hmm. right? So remixes are a good way to A, like get better at making music, mm -hmm. but then also like, like, oh, I like Katy Perry. Like, oh, let's see, let's see this remix, right? It's yeah. a good way to like sort of build it up. Um, and it was more just like getting better at making music and figuring out the sound that I wanted and you know it's always been the end goal has always been like making like my own original music mm -hmm. that's like been the goal from day one yeah to make music that makes other people feel the way that the songs I love made me feel when I was a kid and there was some disconnect between you and like labels initially right uh, I don't know if there's disconnect other than like I value doing things like my way very much and I always like wanted to have the freedom to release music when I wanted and mm -hmm. have the art the way I wanted and like really just to do things my way and sort of doing it on my own has always been like really important. The label thing might happen one day but who knows. Yeah. It's like as long as I can I can make the music the way I want it and have people listen then the rest of it is, rest yeah. of it is, it, it just is what it is. And what would you say was your big milestone after like getting management? Uh, 
I don't know. It's um, a big, like, going on tour was a big thing. Um, I did a remix for Galantis, mm-hmm. Galantis that, um, you know, I, I was a huge fan of them, and then, you know, I met them at, uh, at WMC, and then I, I heard them play, like, I saw them play it at Ultra, and I was like, holy shit, that's my music that they're playing to, like, yeah. this, like, fuckload Uh-oh. of people, and I was like, wow, this is, like, you know, that feels really, that was the moment where I was like, hey, maybe, like, maybe this is a thing, maybe I can do this, like, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I'm good enough, Yeah, so, that was, that was cool, and, uh, you know, last year playing all these, playing all these festivals, and doing all these shows, and hearing people sing my songs at shows, like, that's sort of, like, that's the most powerful thing, it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. like, you guys know the words, yeah, that's that's amazing. What was the reason behind, like, adding the E to the end of your name? Uh, I don't know, it's just dope, like, just... I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, more interesting than just elephant. Yeah. <laughs> I think it has a nice ring to it. Yeah. yeah. How do you think your music has changed since the early songs you made? Uh, I think it's, well, I started off making like pretty much strictly just like house music. So, mm-hmm. you know, stylistically it's, uh, it's a lot more varied now. But I think it's, it, it's just me sort of figuring things out more and knowing better of what kind of sounds and and you know melodies and rhythms the things that excite me and it's just I think every artist has sort of a natural evolution where you want to you know you keep getting better and you keep wanting to make you know explore right because at the end of the day every artist started off as like a kid with a laptop or like a kid with a guitar and like figuring out how to make the music they want to make so there's always like this arc of like as I change and as I get older that, you know, I'm, I'm excited about different things and I want to try out new sounds and stuff. So. Yeah. What do you think influences style? Like how you dress and your hair? <sighs> My style? Um, Instagram? Mm-hmm. No. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of those things where you're just like, you, you go to the store and you see things that you think are dope or you like... I don't know, I, I follow a lot of streetwear blogs. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm just trying to be the EDM ASAP Rocky. That's my, I kind of see that now that's that you actually, say it. That's actually my real goal. <laughs> so. Yeah. How do you think you've grown as a person since when you first started? Um, that's uh, a good question. Um, I think a lot of it is just like, sort of understanding the reality of the the industry and like being grateful to, to be able to do what I want and understanding that like there's no magic trick right it's there's no like you're, you're not owed anything right not there's there's only there's only one of each there's only one Kygo like these things don't happen overnight and it, you have to you have to come to terms with the fact that you're doing it because you love it, not because you want to be an overnight success. You want to be, you know, a meme lord or you want to be like, have a million Instagram followers. Like that's not, that's not why you do it. And it's just like trying to be, you know, loving of yourself and just loving what you make and really just like having that be the end all. Mm -hmm. Not the like, not the fame of the success. It's that knowing that I'm, making the music because I love making the music and that's and that's it and everything else is like 
It's just kind of window dressing. Mm -hmm. What would you say have been your biggest challenges? Uh, I mean, kind of, kind of what I said earlier that you, know, you, you you bash your head against the wall. Like keep you try it so hard and you do it over and over again. You put everything you have into the music, and then when that music doesn't do well, yeah, or like nothing happens really, mm -hmm. or like you know you spend all this time and then it comes out and no one cares. Yeah, it's like learning to emotionally deal with that. That okay, maybe it's not good enough right now, or maybe this isn't the right song, or but then also having like the confidence and the belief to sort of pick yourself back up and yeah. do it again. And going on that emotional roller coaster is like, you know, it's all, you know, it's, uh, there's some, there are days where like, I would just like lay on the couch and be like, I can't do it. I can't do it. This is never going to work. And like, just being able to take those failures over and over and over again, because in the music industry, like probably like any other creative industry, you're going to fail a million times over and over and over again and no one's gonna care and people are gonna tell you you can't do it and they're like you be like give it up and you have to be like no like, yeah i'm this i'm gonna make it work this is gonna happen i'm gonna make it work somehow i don't know how but like and you have to do that every single day because every single day something happens that is not like things something's yeah. not gonna go your way so yeah it's true yeah. what does success look like to you <sighs> this is it <laughs> Walking with my girl Lauren. <laughs> oh LA, my God, doing I love an interview. That. It's bad as the dream. Um, no, this is it. Like I, I get to make music for a living, and I get to play shows for people that know my music, and hopefully the music I make moves people and means something to people, and that's, you know, that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And it's every day I get to do this is a good day. Last question: mm -hmm. What do you want to be remembered for? Um. Sweet flannels and vintage t-shirts and great hair. <laughs> it's probably reflective um, on this camera. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Um, I don't know. I just wanna I wanna make music that, that means something to people. It's not it's not about how popular or how big it is, it's how many streams you get, it's like how many people do you move, how many how many lives do you affect and um, how many people do you inspire? And so yeah. it's like, I just wanna, I hope that the music I make and the things I do, like, mean something and inspire people. That's, yeah. that's what it's all about. I love that. Thank you so, so much. This is awesome. Of course. <laughs>